Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. Alongside me, it's my partner on the airways. As always, it's Sarah Jones. Hi, Sarah. Uh, you got a little bit of a new look for those who might uh, show up on the uh, the YouTube channel. And if you're only a listener, you got to go check it out. What's going on? What's uh, what's new and exciting? Oh, a new look. I just I'm just wearing my my headband today. This is actually what I normally wear when we're on the motorcycle. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just kind of digging it, so I'm going to wear it all day today. There you go. <laughs> and uh, before we hopped on, you talked about being on the motorcycle, and because you're back here in Arizona. Yeah. Sorry to steal your thunder, but I mean, motorcycle riding weather and all that stuff, right? Oh man, we've been on the bike. We've been back a full week, a week today, and. Um, First thing we did was go and get the bike because we missed it. So we took a pretty long ride um, Saturday. You know, the thing that I love about the Phoenix area, one of the, I mean, I've said before, I love Arizona. Like, I love this area. But one of the things I truly, truly love about being here is that there are so many free events. Any given weekend, you can pop into your Google, you can go into Facebook events, and you can find free events to attend. And I just, I love it because there's, those opportunities are not in every place around the world or around the, the United States, you know, and, and you might find some farmers markets, you might find some events, but every weekend, there are just so many options here. And, um, you know, we got on Saturday and went to a Chevy only car show at the stadium. Um, that it's all day. Like the, uh, I could go on and on. I won't bore people, but that's one of the things that, you know, when we're talking about, when I talk to clients about where do you like to, you know, where do you value spending your dollars? Quite honestly, we like to go and do things, but I also really like free events because it stretches my dollar to allow us to get, you know, to do other things. And so if we can find those free events, we're getting the experiences, we're having a good time. And it also stretches the dollar to allow us to do other things. So happy, happy, happy to be back here yep. in Arizona. Yep. That's one of our, the family's favorite things to do is uh, when the RV show comes to town at the stadium, we, we go window shopping for an RV. We are not going to buy one anytime soon, but hey, it's it's a way to spend the day and it doesn't cost anything. I don't recall it costing anything, but you know, you just go out and have a good time and that's that's awesome. There are plenty of those opportunities around the, uh, the greater Phoenix area. Well, today... We got one of those um, fun little format uh, episodes for our listeners where you're going to share a perspective that I am not yet pervy to, and then we're going to figure out uh, you know, where we land on whatever the topic of the day is. But before we get into all of that, don't miss out on valuable financial insights. Subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast today and unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss practical tips, 
host expert guests, and have thought-provoking discussions like we're going to today on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button now and join our community of savvy listeners. So what do you got in store for us today, Sarah? Well, that's so interesting because I just want people to know we did not talk about topics before we started, but you brought up the free RV show and how you and your family like to go and look at RVs. And you said, we're not going to be buying any, you know, one soon. So Mm -hmm. here's, um, I want like to kind of dig into this, Nino, because I hear two things from people. I hear people tell me, um, and we're going to kind of, I'm going to give kind of two perspectives, same topic, but two perspectives here. People tell me, Sarah, I just, I want to sell everything and I want to travel. I'm just going to live off the money that we make off of selling the house and our items. And then I'll figure the rest out, you know, as we're on the road. Or conversely, I hear, I wish I could travel, but I can't leave my job or my family or our town, you know, kind of fill in the blank, or my kids are still at home, so we can't do it yet. And I know that you and I have talked about this a little bit, but I would really love to hear your perspective if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to sell everything and travel. I'll just live off the proceeds. Um, and then I want to kind of dig into the other one. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. So once upon a time, I had that that same thought. I thought, hey, I'm going to um, sell everything, buy a $50,000 RV or whatever, and um, we're going to just call it a day. Um, As you guys can tell by my home office, uh, for those who watch, I have not done that, and nor will I do that anytime soon. I think when when we get when we get these big ideas in our head, sometimes we um, romanticize the idea, and, and we get we get really caught up in the that sounds amazing, and oh, that would be so perfect, and the freedom that I you know I work from home, right? So as long as I have an internet connection, much like you, I could travel around the country, and it all sounds great. Because maybe in part you're trying to escape something. I don't know. Like for my wife and I, whenever we've considered it, it's just the pesky student loans and wanting to be out of debt completely and just kind of hit that reset button and be done with things. But then I have conversations with people who do it like yourself and realize, you know, you got to like drain the gray water and you got to like, <laughs> you know, the, the, there's, there's so much. I'm going to so much crap to it, right? (laughs) Pun intended that we don't tend to think about when we're romanticizing the idea. We don't think about the something as simple as the extra fuel that I would be using, right? I don't know that it would offset all of my other costs, but man, I haven't thought about, Ooh, wait, no, hold on your fuel costs are going to go up significantly. And so we think about it in terms of, oh, I have more assets than I do liabilities. Let me sell them. Let me cash out, buy something that I don't have rent or a mortgage, except when you want to park that RV somewhere, you have rent. So I just go back to, we romanticize the idea and we lose sight of all of the 
real things that go into making a decision about something like that. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting just hearing your perspective on it. Um, because I hear, you know, again, people come at me and, and say these things to us all the time. You know, one thing that I am, I try to be very upfront with people is that when we sold everything, it was not to RV. It was to move states and purchase a home. The RV life was an opportunity that presented itself. But we do not live off of the proceeds from selling our home. Um, and I tend to discourage people from doing that. I tend to discourage people from thinking, hey, I'm going to sell everything and just live off of that money and then figure everything else out. Partly because I'm a planner. Like, I like to plan things out. And you never know how long you're going to RV. You, you don't know. And so maybe what happens, these are the thoughts that go through my head. What happens if you want to buy a home? Then you have to maybe potentially, right, work harder or work differently to save up that down payment or, um, you know, and so I try, I actually encourage people, dude, if you want to travel, like, let's make it happen. Let's figure it out. Um, Cause I don't want fear to stop people, but I also don't want people going into it with this idea of just sell everything, live off of that money and see how it goes because costs are not cheaper. It is not cheaper to live in an RV and travel than it is to own a home. Um, that's a huge misconception out there. So, um, yeah, and we don't, you know, we have money set aside and it's so interesting um, because, and I don't want to say too much cause we're kind of in the middle of stuff, but we have a whole fund still left over from the sale of our home two years ago, a little over two years ago that was for a new house. So down payment on a new home. But it's so interesting as life has changed and we're now two years into this and we don't see a place of stopping. We're actually using some of that to make some changes around here because this is our home. This is our home currently. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're making some, some changes with it. Um, but we, from the get go, we knew that we didn't want to use that money, right. From the sale of our sticks and bricks, as they're called of the, the regular home, mm -hmm. you know, in our, um, in our little town, we knew that we didn't want to use that money. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting when people come and I try and discourage like, Hey, let's travel, let's make it happen, but maybe not just live off all of those proceeds. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a time and a place for all of it. Right. And is, if somebody's truly considering all of the kind of pros, cons, the ins and the outs, um, and they want to do something like that, I wouldn't necessarily discourage them. I would encourage them to have conversations with people who are doing it and make sure that they know what they're getting themselves into. Because like you, I'm very much a planner and I'm not going to let clients off the hook. Like you got to plan, but I'll tell you, um, I have a, a couple that I coach right now that um, they really do want to start traveling. They're getting to that point in their life where it's like travel is becoming more and more uh, important to them. 
for experiences, to to make memories, to connect with um, friends of old, that sort of thing. And they by no means are considering selling everything and just traveling. It's how do we make travel a part of what we're doing? And so it's, we, I know on the, the podcast, we often talk about like seasons of life or, you know, you're going through this season. So, you, you, you know, you might be in a season of paying off and eliminating debt. You may be in a season of um, saving up for a big purchase. You're just, the seasons of life ebb and they flow. And with that, you may look at your budget and say, you know what? Because travel is important and I want to go into a season of traveling, I might be willing to get rid of a bunch of other stuff that we're doing that I don't want to do anymore. Whether that's toys, whether that's uh different subscriptions, whatever that might be, whether it's a, a membership to the, the uh, country club, it, you know, it's about evaluating what it is that you're currently doing versus what you want to be doing and what adjustments need to be made. Sure. Sure. I think, you know, I agree with all of that. And, um, you know, for us, I will just throw in that, I think the opportunity to travel full time, it was something that happened because we had done the work beforehand to become debt free. And it made traveling a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but it wasn't maybe as difficult, right? Financially to figure out how we were going to make it work because we didn't have as many obligations, right? And so I think, mm -hmm. you know, that all plays into it too in the different seasons of life. I actually want to go back for a second and something that you said um, that sometimes I think we do romanticize, um, you know, ideas and, you know, opportunities and these things. And to that, I would say, what's wrong with that? I mean, on the surface, there's nothing wrong with, with I, when I, so let me clarify what I meant when I said romanticizing. What what I mean specifically is we ignore the red flags and the pitfalls mm. and all of the what could possibly go wrong. We completely ignore it. And we're like, nope, this is going to work. Now, I, I'm an optimist as much as the next person. What I don't do, though, is I don't romanticize like a really bad idea. Like mm. if it's a bad idea, I'm going to tell you that's a bad idea. <laughs> And let's just get you into a good idea, right? right? Like, let's get you out of the bad idea into a good idea, something that's going to serve you well. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean. Like, desiring something or or dreaming something up and saying, man, I wish I could do that. I'm all for that. I'm talking about when somebody is about to step into a really bad idea because they've, they've convinced themselves, this is going to be great. And it's like, no, it's not going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, so thank you for clarifying that because that it's very much kind of mindset too, right? And, and how we approach things and how we make big decisions. And, and if we're doing that on some of the big things and what are we doing in some of these other smaller decisions in our life too, right? And where, um, mindset really plays in, which really then leads to that second part of the initial, um, um, thought was 
when people say, I wish I could travel, but I can't, right? So this plays into huge mindset for me. And so when people say that, I instantly go to, oh, we, we can work here. There's something to work on because I love working on mindset stuff. Um, and so if you had a client that said something like that, I wish I could do this, but I can't. How might you help them work through that when it comes to traveling or, or, um, anything really, but. Yeah. I think what I've, I've noticed, um, lately just in life in general is, and it happened to us just a few moments ago here on a podcast. And that is everybody needs to clarify what they actually mean when they say certain things. Right. So like, when when somebody says, oh, I want to travel and I want to be able to do this, but I can't, what are we talking about? What kind of travel? Why is it that you think you can't? What's hold, What are the barriers? You know, earlier you had mentioned, Sarah, somebody might say, well, I can't leave work and I can't leave. Like, the last time I checked, travel meant like you were going to go somewhere for like a week and then you were going to come back home. So why are we talking about leaving a job? Like what what are you talking about? Define travel. Do you mean like living abroad and, and never having to work again? Because that's not travel. That's called retirement, right? So like, <laughs> let's clarify. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? And what do you think those barriers are? And when we start to investigate that, we may find, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is my, my family and I, we don't travel terribly often but when we do we just have to be really kind of smart about how we go about doing that in order to reduce our costs so perfect case in point point is i do have a rewards credit card Ooh, shame on you know i'm not chasing the <laughs> rewards but i'm going to get you know i'm at least going to get them since they're there and so the family and i are traveling to new york later this year and we're doing so on the taxes only it's going to cost me $44 to fly four people from Phoenix to New York. Okay. So cost-effective travel. Then when we get there, there's, there's a decision to be made about are we willing to spend the money on a hotel or do we stay with family? And so when we talk about travel and we talk about how to make travel cost-effective, and those types of things. I'm working with another client that she likes to travel. And so she travels a lot by car because she's going to spend far less on fuel to get from point A to point B than if she took um, you know, a, a flight. So it's just about talking about what do you mean when you say travel? What do you think those barriers are? And can we find cost-effective ways for you to travel so that you're getting to do the thing that you want to do without blowing up your entire financial plan? I love that so much because we talk about that a lot is defining it, right? We define um, like what our peace of mind fund is used for, right? We define what our sinking funds are used for. We define what our monthly plan and, and you know, what goals it is that we're working towards. And so when um, we're talking about traveling, absolutely, right? We need to define what does that look like? And I remember many years ago, um, when James and I were kind of in the still the second part of our debt-free journey, right? The the second half. And, you know, when him and I were really talking, I've been very open about this. He used to love to travel. I have never really been the traveler, right? It, it, a vacation, you know, that was important, but 
doing a lot of traveling was not something that was important to me. I didn't enjoy it, but he really did. And so I was like, okay, well, what does traveling look like then? What do you want? What do we need to do? Right. To help you feel like we can travel. And he's like, Sarah, he goes, what's wrong with just going for like a, a night getaway someplace, just going for a weekend or, you know, mm. like an overnight to, and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's not, I didn't view that as traveling necessarily. Right. But he did. And so we just mm -hmm. had to define that. And then we were able to work that into our money plan where we were putting money in. And, um, it actually comes back to, we always say you can plan to be spontaneous because he liked to be spontaneous, like overnight trips or going someplace. And I was just like, nope, we've got to plan for it. How are we going to pay for it? Well, this allowed us to then do both, right? Planning for it. And then we yep. could take off whenever, but we were, we, defined what that travel actually looked like and meant for him, um, which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we got a, uh, a call from my wife's brother inviting us to uh, Thanksgiving for, um, they live in Vegas. Obviously we're here in Phoenix. It's like a four and a half hour, hour car ride. And um, she came to me and she's like, He's off, you know, he's invited us, but I don't know. And I'm like, we'll just make it a day trip. She's like, I'm like, it's four and a half hours. I, you know, I used to drive a lot. It does not bother me. So if we left at like five o'clock in the morning, we're getting there at about 930 in the morning. Then as long as we hit the road by like eight or nine, we're home, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It's fine. You know, we'll just make a day trip out of it. And so to your point, it's about redefining what does travel even look like? Because now all we're talking about is gas to get there and back. It, it, no hotel stay. You know, we're certainly not going to fly. Um, don't even really have to worry about the food because we'll just allow ourselves to get hungry on the way there. <laughs> eat a, you know, way too much food, head on back, that sort of thing. So, you know, it's really just kind of, to your point, defining um, what does that travel look like and finding, again, cost-effective ways. I used to, uh, we used to have um, season passes to Six Flags in, um, just outside of LA in, in California. And that was the type of thing where if we planned it just right, it was we could maximize our days at the park and minimize our cost of lodging and, and stuff. So if we left at a certain time, we could go straight to the park, spend the day at the park, spend one night at a hotel, spend day two at the park, and then come back. And so it's just a matter of planning it in a way that allows you to enjoy you know, getting away every once in a while. And I love the idea. I have some young couples and, and individuals that I'm working with who all seem to have travel funds and it's making all of my older clients jealous when I talk about it. Like <laughs> wait, they have what? Like, yeah, fully funded travel funds where they do allow, it allows for that spontaneity, right? I can just pick up and I can go because I know I already have the money to do so. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, defining it and also addressing the mindset, you know, if people are saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, then I'm going to, bring out like, well, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into that. Why do you feel that you can't? Is it that you don't want to? Because that is different. You know, I don't mm. want to leave my grandkids, right? That's different than saying I can't. Um, and it's about recognizing the actual choices right. 
that you do have. Um, because I think sometimes we forget that we do have choices when it comes to our money and our actions, you know, because we've maybe kind of lived with this weight of finances um, on our shoulders, you know, for a long time. So sometimes we do forget that we do have some choices here, but it really is about recognizing, hey, I just don't want to right now. I, I want to travel, but mm -hmm. I'm not willing to leave my family, right? Just say it. Let's just call it as it is, right? Let's just uh, That's right. be real and not say I can't, um, but let's just identify it and then be okay with it. Um, and then don't feel like you have to justify it. It's your choice, right? Yeah. You can want to travel. Yeah. So let's figure out then how do we make that happen? So then it's not full-time travel like I'm doing. Right. Um, Cause there are lots right. of ways that you can travel um, that don't require you leaving your job or leaving your family, leaving your town for long periods of time. Yeah. Speaking of, I can't because of my job, I'm working with a couple who are going on a uh, vacation that um, is going to keep them from going to work, but they, uh, they are, hourly employees and so if they do not work they do not get paid and one of the ways we were able to make it so that they could is they have enough of a surplus every single pay period that we could actually build up a little bit of a savings that becomes their pay for the two weeks that they're going to be away. So th those two pay periods that are going to be affected, because they're not going to be away for the full time, but it, two of their pay pay paychecks are going to be shorter than they're used to. And so that we could build in some consistency and predictability, we decided, hey, we're going to save enough over here that when that happens, you have it to add to what you normally get paid. And it's still going to give them a surplus anyway, but just so that we had a consistent and predictable income coming in at that time, we plan for it months and months in advance. I love that. And that just shows the power really of planning ahead and think of the, the weight, right? Think of all the, the negativity that comes with traveling and vacations and the frustration, the overwhelm when you're paying for the vacation, you're thinking about money all the time because of all the costs, you know, you're not going to be paid, you know, from working. And so your paychecks are going to be less. And by just taking time to plan a little bit, look at how many areas of your life really that you've been able to positively affect by just taking the time to plan, you're going to be more present in your vacation. You're going to enjoy it more, right? You're mm -hmm. more likely to plan more. You're not going to go into debt and, and feel frustrated because you're paying for it for months and months and potentially years afterwards, you know, and then, you know, all your bills are paid when you come back. Right. And it just, um, mm -hmm. if I could hit anything home, I know we do so much here. It's just about taking the time to plan. And it doesn't take that much time most of the time either, but it's setting your intention, looking at your numbers. Guys, you can, we've seen it. You've seen it. We, people are able to make almost anything that they want to have happen, happen. Just takes a little bit of planning and, and intentionality with their money. Yep. Yep. I have a, a couple that's going to go on a cruise and uh, we started putting money away well in advance uh, because they wanted to at least be able to look at the excursions and and take advantage of those. And in the past, 
they would not have planned for these things. So as we've been saving up, they've been able to look. And what's funny is they're actually spending less than they normally would because of the preparation. It, it just it's increasing their research and they're, and they're looking at things and they're really talking about, well, are we really going to enjoy that? Are, is that the spots that we want to go to? Does it offer the things that we want? Yeah. Okay. Like then let's buy that. And so um, we, we set aside a bunch of money uh, so that they could do some excursions. And to date they found one that they really, <laughs> really want to do. And it was a little bit pricier, but then they also felt okay about like, you know what? because it's what we really want to do and these other ones aren't interesting us this the, the way we thought they would it all it's all working out and they actually to date they'll spend less money now they haven't gone on that trip yet so uh tbd will i'll give you the update after they go on the trip but um it looks like they're going to spend less than what they budgeted I could go on and on. We could probably have a whole episode just on that, right? Um, but I love it. I really do. I, I similarly worked with a client, does love to do cruises, and um, always went with a friend, but his friend generally planned, right? And my client just kind of went along. Oh, he, he planned this? Okay, I'll do that. And we had this conversation, said, do you like doing all the excursions and do you like doing all the kind of the add-ons that your your cruise buddy plans and he's like well not necessarily I just didn't necessarily want to tell him no I didn't feel comfortable because he's taken the time to plan I said well how about we look at the upcoming cruise how about we look at the options and how about you make some suggestions to him and say hey this is something I'd really like to do right you're doing something that you want, and then you can say no to some of those other things, right? You can say no to some of those extra options. And he did, he ended up spending about the same that he normally would have, but he felt better coming home, knowing that he had planned it, knowing he put some boundaries in place, knowing it was, he did the things that he truly wanted to do while on that vacation. And I mean, that's a lot of what this is all about, right? It's about the true experience of it and what you're walking away with. That's right. That's right. What a great uh, conversation, and what a what a bunch of good insight as to um, just looking at things with a fresh perspective, right? So, redefining what it is that we mean when we say certain things, like "Oh, I want to travel." Um, investigating the mindset behind why somebody thinks that they can't do it, or you know, the truth might be that they just don't want to. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's there's a there's power in planning, right? So be powerful and plan, plan ahead. Thank you for another great conversation, Sarah. Uh, for our listeners, if you're ready to take your financial growth to the next level, schedule a free discovery call with Sarah or myself today. During your personalized session, we will discuss your specific financial goals. Gain clarity on your challenges and explore how working with financial coach can accelerate your progress. Don't miss out on this valuable opportunity. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. Again, thank you for another great conversation, Sarah, and we'll continue it next time. 
Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.